the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. We're in a hell of a mess here. Inflation is hitting my people so hard, they're coughing up bones. Our our national debt is greater than our national output. Um, Crime is way up. The border's wide open. Respect for our institutions is way down. Seventy percent of the people think this country is headed in the wrong direction. And that's just the good news of today. (laughs) Happy hump day. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. That clip, of course, if you did not recognize that gentleman, Mr. Kennedy out of Louisiana, that's who that was, bringing his uh, always unique, always entertaining, yet truthful take on what is going on in the country. And we got to keep it real. We got to give you the veggies at night because you know what? We got a country to save. And I wish that had been the tagline. I'm stealing that from Larry Elder. But we all... Larry Elder may have come up with that tagline, but the reality is we all need to do our part to save this country. And Kennedy didn't even get into any of the cultural ways in which this country is a disaster and a hell of a mess. And we're going to get into it all of it tonight. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170-888-344-1170. Do you agree with Congressman Kennedy? Or do you think that, oh, we're just, this is just being too negative and we just got to be optimistic and we just got to think that the best years are ahead of the United States of America. 888-344-1170. I'm not saying we don't have great years ahead. I'm saying we better do something PDQ if we're going to have any great years ahead. And we don't do ourselves any any benefit. And we certainly don't do anything for our children and our grandchildren in this country if we bury our heads in the sand and try to pretend to be Pollyanna, particularly if we're trying to be Pollyanna because we're too lazy or apathetic to do anything about it 888-344-1170 it is hump day which means we're going to spend a little time talking about the economy tonight because dave elhoff will be here with some wisdom he sent me an email that says we might need to respect the bear so stay tuned for elhoff we've got that we've got breaking news coming out of uvalde a certain individual has been put on administrative leave and we will share that information with you and more so before we go any further got to bring in my man he always serves it up, and he likes his veggie. In fact, he thinks he's a veggie, even though he calls himself DJ Potato Skins. I am the starchy veggie, but a veggie nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kennedy's full of them. And, and these great little analogies. Yesterday, calling the media, people trust the media like they trust gas station sushi. Mm-hmm. Always, always pearls of wisdom. I wanted to, to, by the way, I wanted to thank the uh, ladies, the group of Del Mar Seacoast Republican group today that I spoke at. And I went today um, basically with that message that uh, things are, you know, went going point by point. 
and a variety of different issues, including the cultural issues, uh, that we are in a hell of a mess in this country. And I ended on what I hoped would be a call to action on the part of all of us and what we can do. And I noticed there, the I mean, these people who come to the go to these groups, by the way, if you've not in your wherever you're at, if you haven't gone to any any of these Republican groups that are happening, particularly the the women's groups, these are people that are active. They know all the issues. They care about the issues. And so it's always great to be able to, to be uh, around fellow conservatives who care about this country. Um, but I did notice that there were some that didn't, don't really want to see, that really want to hear a message of hope. And I think the message of hope can be there, but the message of hope has to be in the fact that the hope is in us. We can no longer have the luxury. This is not 1986. We don't have the luxury of putting our hope into the people that we elect into office. And then we just go back and spend 100% of our time running our daily, daily lives without having to get our hands dirty in anything related to the process. That's not where we're at anymore. We can't afford that. We all have to be active. And one of the reasons why I wanted to open the show with Kennedy's clip and I and I gave the speech I gave today and I continue to get deep and sometimes in the mud on some of these issues is is hopefully to to raise awareness. People want to be blind to the issues and then hopefully get people active. Uh, anything you want to share on that skins before we give some good news here? No, I, I I just want to just just point out again that you know this this is exactly why I know we've talked about it numerous times. You're seeing something like Top Gun succeed at the box office because people are behind that pro American message. They are tired of the nonsense and the woke, and they they don't want to deal with it anymore. Okay, well they want representatives that are going to actually treat this country the exact same way. Y'all notice how he always finds a way to work Top Gun Maverick into every That's segment. How relevant it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I opened the show with Kennedy talking about what a what a, a hell of a mess we're in, but in comes y'all saw that Biden clip on the bike. Was that not Santa Claus rolling in on his sled? Right? That was Santa Claus rolling in on his sled, babies. Christmas in June. It's Christmas in June. He made the announcement today. We played the sound before the open of the show of Biden announcing the tax hike of uh, the federal tax hike holiday for 90 days over the summer. Get ready for that extra dough, 18 cents a gallon, which means in my neighborhood, it's now only going to be 641 a gallon instead of 659 a gallon. Did oh, I get my Biden math right? I gave you a gift, Andrea. I know. I might as well run off to Nordy's and buy me a Prada handbag with all that extra dough. It's amazing. Of course, now he's also calling on the states uh, to give up their. Uh, their state tax. Uh, there's quite a few problems with this. First of all, does anybody think Mussolini is going to cough up the 86 cents a gallon? I think it's at least eight. That's a funny one. It, actually, I think it went up. I think it's now like a dollar forty nine a gallon or something of our tax uh, of our gallon um, out here it has to do with the state tax. Now, if you combine those, would we get a little boost? Of course, that would make a difference, but it's not going to happen. There's no way Newsom's giving that up. No, there's no way it's going to happen. And it's not necessary. Well, we should be rolling back any of these taxes because they never go for what they're supposed to be going for in the first place. So I'm not against rolling back taxes. What I'm against is gimmicks that are meant to pacify the little peasants Throw us, throw us a carrot, throw us a little bone. It's not fixing the problem. Right. It doesn't fix it. It's just, it's, it's an appeasement. It's insulting to our intelligence. You know what somebody said today? It made sense. So these taxes that they're going to take away. So even if the gas prices continue to go up, then what does that actually even do? Nothing. Well, let's play, um, let's play uh, on CNN today. 
I think they I think they reminded everybody they did a wind back Wednesday to Obama, who had said I think this was CNN, who had said that President Obama had called this a gimmick years ago. Uh, Skins clip nine. President Obama called this a gimmick when he was asked about it during the campaign in 2008. This this gas tax, you know, freeze. Can you give us a reality check? What's actually going to happen here for the American consumer? Well, Erica, President Obama called it a gimmick because, as almost any economist, Democrat and Republican can tell you, it is a gimmick. It doesn't solve the underlying problem, which is driving up uh, gas prices. To the extent it succeeds in lowering them a bit, it's likely to encourage people to drive more, which will create an offsetting uh, boost in demand and, and push the price uh, up and, and obviate that benefit. Well, I disagree with him there. I don't think the issue with this is that suddenly this 18 cents is going to mean so much to the average driver that they're going to go, yes, let's do that three-day road trip across America because we're getting an extra 18 cents, which is going to then drive demand up. I think that's stupid analysis. Um, so what, what he's trying to do there is he's trying to say it's a, a, a gimmick for the wrong reasons, which and the reason that he chose uh, basically supports the Biden administration, if you follow my logic there. What he should have said was, this is this is a spitball in the face of the American people because 18 cents, when they're also struggling for, for 18 cents a gallon, is nothing. It's no discount whatsoever. That's really what he should have said. But he got a little, he got a little weaselly at the end um, with that. We all know. We all know what the what the solution really is, and the solution is is to go back to the Trump administration. And you were, uh, yeah, let's remember January sixth when I think we were paying what two twenty five a gallon here in California. Drill, baby, drill, 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 drill. Biden went on to say that uh, that any criticisms of him uh, today is nonsense. Clip two. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil, and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you say it's nonsense, Joe Biden. Okay, we'll forget the fact that you shut down Keystone Pipeline. He on went, day one. On day one and lifted the sanctions on Putin. Let's forget the fact that back in 2020, you you said in a debate with Trump that you were going to do this. And, and, and in the debate, Trump even called you out and said that you were going to be waging a war and attacking and trying to completely destroy the oil industry. So he's making good on the prom- promises. He made some other stupid comment today kind of like what you know i haven't done anything there's still nine nine thousand oil fields out there yeah but you got to drill on them you think we're stupid you think the american people are stupid we're not we're this is such an insult to the american people that they would throw 18 cents a gallon at us for just 90 days by the way that that's a, that, that we're going to go oh okay great you're doing a great job joe and and, and it's going to mollify the fact that there is no that, that and and by the way even if that 18 cents is going to mean something to you it's going to go away it's going to go back up in 90 days and if it were to actually increase the demand that's just going to make the oil short the oil and gas shortages coming uh, uh, come that much sooner we already know that there's some gas stations up in San Francisco, I think, that in the San Francisco area that are out and are out of supply. We know that in L.A., they're not allowing for any new gas stations to be built. What's going on here? Well, we know what this is. This pain that you're feeling at the pump, they know that you're going to get conditioned to it. 
because we always have, right? The American people get conditioned to the tyranny. The American people were willing to say, oh, okay, well, the sooner I give up my freedoms, the sooner I'll get them back. You can lock me in my home and I'll become somebody who never leaves the house again and, and all of that. This is conditioning. And the American people so far, you know, we, we adapt. We're adaptable people, right? And what are, we, what are they trying to get us to adapt to? They're trying to get us to, through the course of misery, adapt to the idea that we are going to be forced into their Green New Deal Great Reset Plan. This is clip number three, Skins. The real truth is that uh, as long as our nation remains overly reliant on oil and fossil fuels, we'll feel these price shocks again. This is not going to be the last time. The next time there's a war, the next time there's a pandemic or another hurricane, these extreme weather events we are experiencing, (laughs) they will impact the access that we have to fossil fuels. The only way out of these boom and bust cycles is to break that sole reliance, and that means diversifying our fuel sources by deploying clean energy. And that Talk about insulting my intelligence. The boom and the bust. When's the big bust? The only big, when, when have we had the big bust? Except when we've had rolling blackouts here in the state of California because they didn't do what they needed to do uh, with, with fire and with, with the electric grids and with our, with our energy sector here. This is so insulting. This is, this, is, uh, uh, this is all about conditioning the American people to be a part of the Great Reset. Making you miserable enough, making you suffer enough. Please help me. In which, in which you're, you're going to um, be willing to go along with all this new, new green energy deal. Um, you know, uh, I'm not opposed to green energy, right? If there's alternative, you, you and I were listening to a clip earlier. I don't know who said it. I don't remember now who said it. But it was actually a really great point, which is, look, I mean, a new industry is fine. The American people love new technology. We're all about the new technology. I see people driving around in these Teslas. But we also know that there's report after report after report that, but, oh, by the way, yeah, they still use electricity. So there's that, right? We love new technology. We are the country that because of its spirit, because of its free market principles, because of of our our nature and who we are as Americans, created all the world's greatest technologies. We love it. We understand the concept of of creative destruction, which is where new technology makes old technology obsolete. When was the last time? Remember when we were kids, you know, uh, Skins, did you have a phone on the wall that had that super long cord? Yep. Wasn't that fun? Tangling it all and watching your parents get mad at you while you tangled it. Oh, I know. Kids today don't know that fun, right? Kids today don't know the fun of like I did. And I'm a little bit older than you. So you might have always had a remote control, right? But Oh, no, not always. Right? I mean, when we were kids, I mean, somebody had to get up and change the dial on the TV and you couldn't pause. You had, you know, who remembers the fun of you're in the bathroom and everybody's calling, hurry up, the show's coming back on. Right. I mean, you know, those were those were actually fun times. But, you know, what? we've got new technology that's come along the way. And so, you know what? We don't have these big consoles of record players fit together with TVs where somebody has got to get up. Usually me because I was the youngest in the family. So, you know, I was the grunt. Um, we love technology. Uh, if there's technology innovation that's going to come along and replace oil and gas, great. But it needs to happen organically. And it does not. it's not necessary to destroy the lives of the entire American people in our economy it, before that technology exists. Yeah, and if they were to turn off all the gas tomorrow and expect the American people to buy a, a, an electric vehicle, most of us couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it, and there's not even charging stations everywhere. And where are they getting the electricity to charge? This is absolute, literal 
insanity going on and the American people aren't buying it. But I did hear a poll today that was concerning to me. It was on Newsmax and it was that as of right now, and this is on Newsmax, which typically I I didn't get into the details and I'm not really a huge poll person. Um, Y'all know that, but I have to be concerned when I see a poll that says that it's pretty evenly split that going into the midterms, if people had to vote right now when it came to Congress, Biden is total tank, total tank, 20 something percent approval. But if people had to vote today, they'd be almost evenly split Republican Democrat. We cannot take these midterms for granted. There are too many Americans that are out there hearing a clip of Joe Biden saying crap lies about it and they'll believe it. Whether the lies about how many jobs he's created, which he hasn't created one new job, not even everybody that was taken from their job in 2020 has gotten their job back or whether it's him lying about gas and, and oil production, whether it's about blaming Putin for inflation. There's too many people that are believing it. You know, Andrea, if there's going to be a so-called red wave, the Republicans that are running are going to need to earn it. Well, they're going to need to earn it and they better do better than this debate. I'll tell you guys quickly. I don't know if you watched the New York governor debate last night that was held by Newsmax and hosted by Eric Bowling. And the headlines today were, you know, all about how Lee Zeldin, you know, got, you know, hurling invectives and nasty comments at Andrew Giuliani and uh, the other candidates there. And when I did my Newsmax interview Wednesday panel this morning, look, you know, I love Trump the way he Trump was lion Ted and all that. I mean, you know, but but Trump when Trump did it, it was on the receipt. It was because he was the receiving end of some fire. And so he was calling people out. Trump never drew first blood let's remind people of if that you were respectful he was respectful that's right he he when he came out with the lying ted stuff um it was in response to an attack and it was accurate about what he was talking about okay but this crap that went on last night with lee zeldin i used to respect him but by the way where is this mean nasty hard-charging lee zeldin where was he last night he's con- telling andrew giuliani who's proud to have worked in the trump administration that he was nothing but a chick-fil-a runner i don't want to hear that crap from from a republican against andrew giuliani i don't want to hear that because you know one of the reasons why is because if andrew giuliani were to win the primary now that's a great soundbite for the democrats to use against him but most importantly, Lee Zeldin, how come I never heard you talk that tough against any Democrat? How come I never heard you talk that tough against Joe Biden? How come I never heard you talk about Andrew Cuomo in that manner and when he was killing seniors that he knew were sick with COVID and putting them in nursing homes? And by the way, Andrew Giuliani supposedly was the only one of those Republicans on the stage last night that had turned down the jab. So quite frankly, I'm back in Andrew Giuliani in the race for New York governor. That's my take on that. Going to take a break. We come back. There's breaking news coming out of Uvalde that I think you guys might find interesting. And I'm also concerned uh, about some conservatives coming out of media defending the police down there. We're going to talk about that. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Okay, so update of what's going on in Uvalde. Last night we played the audio that everybody was shocked by, which was the head of the Texas DPS official in the um, hearings yesterday. 
accused Pete Arandondo of, quote, placing the lives of the officers before the lives of the children during the Uvalde school shooting. And he said um, that they were there for over, he choked back tears as he talked about how those officers, um, let me read some of it from last night. Three minutes after the suspect entered the West Building, there was a sufficient number of armed officers wearing body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the subject. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of the officers before the lives of the children. Um, as of today, um, after that hearing, he has now, Arredondo, has been placed on administrative leave. According to the official, from the beginning of this horrible event, I shared that the district would wait until the investigation was completed before making personnel decisions. Today, I am still without details of the investigations being conducted by various agencies. Because of the lack of clarity that remains and unknown timing of when I will receive the results of the investigation, I have made the decision to place Chief Arandondo on administrative leave effective on this date. Um... Okay, a couple of things. Um, what further details do we need to know than the fact that there were, what was it? Um, I guess I guess it's, it's being quibbled over whether it was nine officers in the hallway or 14 officers in the hallway. That's the kind of, de- that's the kind of details that they're quibbling over, right? Um, today I heard a conservative, somebody I respect in the media, saying, well, you look, you know, former police officer saying, well, shortly after this Texas uh, DPS, the head of the Department of Public Safety, made these comments today, he also later talked about the fact that some of the officers in the hallway thought that it was a barricaded situation. They didn't know it was an active shooter. A couple of things about that. First of all, um, you know, one of the things you said, Skins, before the show is they're in a school. You assume... That there's kids in a classroom during school hours. Right. Period. You're there three minutes after he's in the school and the school hasn't been evacuated and he's in a classroom. Are you for only way for you to reach any conclusion that he was a barricaded individual and not an active shooter would be if you you had seen him run into an empty classroom. So there must there needed to have been an assumption there were children in the classroom. So that's not a good excuse. And quite frankly, that's a former police officer offering that up. That's some really bad analysis. There's also text messages that I heard uh, people quoting uh, yesterday of, you know, them communicating with each other that there were children in the classroom. So they knew there were children in the classroom. Some people are offering the excuse, well, they didn't have radios, so they didn't necessarily know that um, the kids were on the phone with 911. Well, there was a cop that came in who was on the phone with his wife in the classroom who had been shot, a teacher who had been shot and said she was dying. And they took his gun from him and escorted him off the property. So they knew. There's no excuse for this. Look, I am not one. I don't I don't believe in blanket support for any organization or institution every institution has every place of business every institution has great people working there and crap weasels working there i didn't like when the obama administration tried to paint every police department as systemically racist and i also don't subscribe to the notion that if somebody because somebody was a former police officer they they have to give complete support and the benefit of the doubt when the evidence is right in front of your face that children died was it all 19 children that could have been saved we don't know but you can you cannot you would have to 
have a serious ability to suspend your disbelief and live in la la delusion land to not think to think that there is any excuse for what happened here. And if it was fog of war, if it was because they're in this this, uh, you know, high stress environment, that's what they're paid for. That's what they're supposed to be trained for. You take that job, you take that badge and you know that that's most likely what you're going to be doing. Right. You've got a school that's not hardened. You've got a dude that's been running around uh, for that same that same school, by the way, 45 times it had been locked down because that's the amount of human traffickers and bad guys coming up from the border were in that area. Well, so you know you, one thing I, I've heard over and over again that makes me mad, Andrea. Well, they were concerned for the lives of the officers. They that's their job also to put their lives on the line. Yeah, that's your job. That's your job. And as this is, and, and, and what's incredibly disturbing, part of the, the other side of it, it not, uh, there's nothing more disturbing than what happened to these children, except that um, the gross way in which their deaths have been used for power. And John Cornyn, I don't know how Texans, uh, uh, is he, he's gone so off the rails. I'm, had, did, has he announced that he's not running for reelection at some point? Because he, he is so proud of this gun grab deal that he did with the Democrats that involves social credit scores and taking taxpayer money to go and buy um, states, buy off states to imp, in, implement red flag laws. That's what John Cornyn, a Republican, got behind. Liz Wheeler had a great tweet today. I don't know if you guys remember Liz Wheeler from One American News. She said, if you believe Dems won't weaponize red flag laws against conservatives, then you're an idiot who ignored Democrats who weaponized the FBI, the DOJ, OSHA, Department of Education, the IRS, the DHS, and the HHS against conservatives. Like the one sitting in the gulag right now being denied bail. I don't know if the 17-year-old was ever released. He was the one that, no, he was 19 now. He was in D.C. He went in, didn't commit any violent act. He was held without bail, and the judge didn't want to send him back, didn't want to release him because he had been homeschooled. And that's where he, quote, had been indoctrinated into this dangerous ideology. Right? So then after, supposedly after he did, uh, John Cornyn did this um, gun deal, supposedly he joked and he said, um, this is coming from Breitbart, but I've heard it reported by other sources as well. Uh, as the Senate voted to advance gun legislation on Tuesday night, gun control legislation on Tuesday night, um, Cornyn told Senator Alex Padilla, that far left kook out of California, quote, first guns, now it's immigration. In response to Cornyn's comments, Cinema said, that's right, we're going to do it. And what was supposed to be involved in that deal, of course, now he's backing off of it and saying, oh, he never said anything that, about that. Um, but, but you know, he and he's trying to say that he had pledged no amnesty. But what he was talking about was basically that, you know, we've got same old squishy rhino comments that we need at least two, two million of these illegal immigrants here to do the jobs basically that Americans won't do. Are there, if there are jobs, and there may be jobs in the high-tech industries, there were a while back, um, that we didn't have enough Americans that actually had this, this high level of skill in the tech industries. We actually had, I think there was a live-aboard boat off the coast of Northern California to where we had workers from other countries 
living on the liveaboard and then coming ashore and doing these jobs because they were coding and doing stuff that, you know, the average American is. We've we've become a culture, thanks to the left, of all these kids. No wonder they can't pay off their student loans because they're getting all these degrees and like gender studies. Meanwhile, when there's no jobs out that out there for that. Meanwhile, we've got all these high tech jobs without anybody with the degrees in that. So there, you know, there can be a need to bring in some labor from around the country, but they need, it needs to be merit-based and they need to be for jobs that are high paying to where they're not a drain on the American economy. But that's none of that is what Cornyn was about here. And I think what's going on is you've got some squishy Republicans that are like, if I want to, if I want to McCain the situation and help my friends across the aisle get through their big government centralized planning crap, I got to do it now before the midterms. I think that's what's going on with Corden. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Joe Biden also uh, said something crazy in addition to thinking the gas tax holiday was going to be good. What else was that? Stay tuned. We'll, sh- we'll share with you on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. What's coming up in addition to this terrible economic situation? Recession that's on its way? How about another pandemic? Now, how would Joe Biden know we're going to have another pandemic? Maybe he's a prognosticator just like Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Skins, play clip six. Mr. President, are you uh, confident you have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for this vaccine campaign and for for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, How much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. Got to think ahead. got info we don't have, Andrea. Yeah. What kind of info does he have? From the World Health Organization? Is that what info he's got? Is to have anything to do with these uh, biolabs over there and the H1N1? Convenient. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting what they've got planned for us. It worked well this last time. And I don't know that... Um, I don't, I, I've never said that this was a pandemic. I've never said that what happened with Wuhan was planned. But um, it was certainly the perfect opportunity for them to seize control over us, and we fell for it. One of the things I talked about today um, in, in my speech today, call for action, is that we, we, there should be a time. We need to be planning right now for mass civil disobedience. There should never be a time where we, again, think I'm going to give up my freedoms in order to get my freedoms back. We need to be prepared right now and we need to be sending the message right now all across this nation that we are never going to, it doesn't matter what pandemic is coming forward. You're not going to shut down our business, keep us out of church. You're not going to, you know, force us to wear masks. You're not going to deny us therapeutics. You're not going to force us to take, get injected by a substance that we don't trust. 
If there's a second pandemic, Andrea, and I hope he's wrong, hopefully he doesn't have any information at the moment, do you think they'll try and lock us down again? Um, yeah, of course. It worked before. They they had no plan. The, this is the new normal. The new normal is, is they get it worked last time. They were able to use panic and fear in order to get the American people to go along with the fact that they had a right. Our rights are supposed to come from God. That's what how the United States was founded. Our rights come from God, not from man. And as soon as people got panicked over this virus, they were willing to give over their rights to man. And now we've done it including conservatives that were upset at me that I didn't want to go along with it. that were text messaging me. You, you got to go along with these lockdowns. They were so scared. They allowed panic and fear to have them cough up and give away all of our freedoms that come from God. And now, and, 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 and I, and what was, what was my position that they didn't have any evidence. They didn't have any, they didn't have any of the goods they had no proof. They had no models. They had no numbers. They had no basis to seize control and to shut down a multi-trillion dollar economy and take our jobs away from us and sit us in a home. They had no basis on which to do that. And But people went along with it over panic and fear, trusting. How could conservatives trust this government? How could they? It's shocking to me. Um, but they did. And so the plan is, is to continue to do that again. Because, and I've been saying for a long time, look, um, uh, the, there's a lots of different ways for communism to, to occur. People are like, well, it's not communism if they don't own the means of production. Well, when they can shut your business down over a virus, they own the means of production. When they can take your job away from you and sit you in your home and tell you you're not allowed to leave, they own you. When they can tell you that you can't kick out a, a, a tenant, they own your property. That's where we're at. And they tell you that you can't drive your car. You can't go anywhere. They own your car. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to shift gears. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know what Skins and I were talking about during the break? Been, we kind of, I kind of forgot all about our 24-hour hotline. I've been forgetting to tell you guys about it, remind you about it. Open 24 hours a day. Anything you want to share about, it's 844-814-5227. Anything uh, that you want to say. Anything. Except for please for Starbucks gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> and Skins doesn't want you to say anything negative about Top Gun Maverick. N- nothing. Now, next hour, we've got the... But let uh, me know how many times, you, times you've seen it. I, okay. I doubt you can beat me. Yeah. Um, or if you've got a criticism of it, because I haven't really heard any... Not, the, not the, any the legit... One, real quickly, the one negative thing I've heard, and I've heard it twice, it's a, okay. it's a military recruitment video. Okay. Well, we were, now, now you're going to lose out on talking about it next hour, if we keep I'll talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Because we actually have uh, the Go Woke, Don't Go... go. What is it? Go Woke, Go Broke yeah, segment. That's it. Next hour, or as Trump would say, everything woke turns to beep. <laughs> My favorite. Okay. Um, on Ukraine, you were right again. We were right here on the show. Yeah. I was like, why? what's going on with Ukraine? I'm like, why are we suddenly, I'm like, this is the new COVID. All of a sudden you had in unison, legacy media everywhere, even some conservatives, all the same talking points, all in unison, the same exact tactics. It it was like almost word for word, just replace COVID with Ukraine, right? And it was just such a manipulative attempt that you could just, to me, it was just obvious 
right? Um, it was Amber Heard, you know, giving her testimony. And I said, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in this Zelensky guy. I didn't like his address to Congress. And when you've got Democrats and Republicans all applauding this plea to the American people, when we've got an, a, a, it, one of the reasons why it was so blatantly obvious is that, you know, we're talking about a, com- a country that's blatantly corrupt, that in, was in bed with the Bidens and uh, participated in colluding against the president of the United States when he was trying to expose it. Right. Um, but also the fact that if you know that this is a corrupt country, if you know that what's going on over there and if you were paying attention to the, some of the people in the parliament over there doing videos, uh, one of them said we are fighting for the new world order. You cannot look at the Biden administration and understand how they're trying to destroy this country from a constitutional republic to a Marxist state and have them be be arm in arm with Ukraine and think Ukraine is about democracy and about freedom. And now we have some more proof if you were still buying into it. Uh, Ukrainian authorities, i.e. Zelensky, has banned the country's main opposition party and seized all its assets. Once again, this is according to Zero Hedge. They put out this article. They're reporting this. Once again, undermining the narrative that President Zelensky is presiding over a beacon of democracy. The country's Ministry of Justice announced the move via Facebook. How they got to be? I thought this was a war going on over there. No, Merrick Garland's there today. I mean, we've got celebs over there. Um, anyway, they revealed the, uh, that they, um, the opposition platform for life opposition party has been shut down and its assets money and property transferred to the state uh, they are using the excuse that it was being complicit with russian and be russia and being anti-ukrainian this is the last um according to this article the party was suspected of acting to quote undermine the sovereignty of ukraine with authorities already having banned 10 other political opposition parties for the same reason Sounds like very similar talk to what the uh, leftists are talking about MAGA over here. Exactly. Throw in, throw in and, and you know what else they have in common? Persecuting and prosecuting Americans here for exercising their right out on the streets, speaking out against an election. Americans thrown into a gulag, right? That's the same kind of thing that's kind of happening over there. Um, last month, Zelensky signed a bill into law that gave the green light to ban any party that challenged the government's policy on the Russian invasion in empowering courts to seize assets without the right to appeal. Is this your idea of freedom? Is this your idea of democracy? I'm going to now speak to the conservatives who have large platforms who've been hawking the Ukraine war from day one. You don't have any credibility left when this is who you're backing. This is who you're backing. Not saying Putin's a good guy, but Zelensky ain't a good guy either. This is we have no business being involved here. We certainly shouldn't be spending billions and billions of dollars over there. Ukraine is also attempting to extradite and imprison citizens who live in other European countries if they criticize Zelensky. Yeah. Meanwhile, Zero Hedge wraps it up perfectly. Meanwhile, President Zelensky is still being hailed by Western legacy media outlets and some conservatives as a valiant defender of democracy in contrast to the brutal autocratic dictators who control Russia. This is a move. Zelensky's move here is something that Putin would envy, right? Putin's got to be looking at this dude going, you know, if, if this dude took a shirt off and, got, and went horseback without a shirt, man, he, he, he's the new me. He's me 20 years ago, right? 
And Merrick Garland's over there today. I don't think we have time to play this clip. I don't want to hear from him anyway. He's over there today giving a speech saying he's there to discover to discuss efforts to prosecute war crimes. Are we working with Zelensky to prosecute their citizens that left there and are criticizing Ukraine? Makes you wonder. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. It's hour two on its way. A lot of economic news to share with you guys and more. What is the biggest tech company that's going broke? We're going to share that with you. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 